Namaste. Not having a video reminds me that life is full of surprises. Life reminds us of the things we need to know if we're willing to listen, if we're willing to continue paying attention. We don't need to be attached to what we see. It's one of the lessons here. It's all in God's hands. That's another lesson that we see here. One of the greatest lessons, however, is that we should always leave it in the hands of the Divine Presence. Leave everything in the hands of the Divine Presence. We don't even need to exist. We don't, it doesn't do us any good to want to exist. It doesn't do us any harm to want to exist, but to be attached to the idea of existence is a communications barrier between our soul and God consciousness. Existence as God consciousness is our real true form, it's our real true state of beingness. Existence as that consciousness is what and who we really are and have never been anything else. Having been awake in the womb, the first molecule, connected to the divine, to the flowing river of divine consciousness, I've never doubted it. Never doubted that the only thing that's real is this divine consciousness. When you're in it, before you flow into the womb, when you're immersed in the river of divine consciousness, every second that you're in the womb, when you wake up out of the womb as an infant and you're still in the divine consciousness, It becomes not just obvious, becomes your way of life. The only way of life that's truly real, truly free, truly peaceful, truly magical, truly eternal. You see, when you are in that river of divine consciousness flowing through the astral worlds, flowing from whatever heavenly world you just came from into the womb. You don't think of forms, human forms, animal forms, insect forms as your real identity. You know that you're something else. You know that you're something that's eternal. You know that is the the very source of that eternal awareness. It's the only virtue that exists. The only freedom that is possible. The only love that is possible. The only sense, the only purpose, the only destiny 
the only history that is possible. We all get to the point where we melt into that divine presence. We all get to that point because we started there. In between every thought, we're there. In between every action, every vision, we're there. Even when we don't know that that's what we are, it is truly what we are. The mind's tendency to flit here and there is a game that the mind plays. The mind loves to play for whatever reason it plays. It plays, it plays, it plays, because in playing and engaging in the dramas of the world, it forgets that its very life as the mind is like a bubble, like a soap bubble floating in the air and about to burst and return to the nothingness from which it came. The entire life of a human being hardly lasts more than the bursting of a soap bubble floating in the air. How old is the cosmos? That's how old we really are. The consciousness that we really truly are, the awareness that we really truly have, is very old. Very, 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 very old. We should remind ourselves every single day. We should practice every single day of returning to true virtue, to true peace, to the true freedom, to the everlasting magical, divine consciousness from which we come and what we always are. Throughout my, most of my life, you know, here and there I fall into the human framework like anyone else, but even in the mind, every chance I had, every chance, time I remembered the past, I would start by melting into it, letting go of everything that I call Greg, everything that I call mine, let go, let go, let go, forget it all. Feel the emptiness in the air. Feel the emptiness in your awareness. Feel the everlasting stillness, everlasting beauty, the everlasting virtue in your heart. Stay there. Forget about everything else. Stay within that stillness. Stay within the love that exists everywhere. The freedom, the peace that exists everywhere. Stay within the virtues of your heart. 
There's no greater practice on this path. And that is the essence of it all. It's within that expression of stillness, an expression in an everlasting instance that itself is expressionless. It's within the flowering of virtue, the real-time flowering of love, real-time movement of this divine river of loving consciousness. It's right within the heart of that that we truly exist. And within the very heart of that, within which we become the sons and daughters of God. Within that, that we find true freedom, true peace, true love, true wisdom, how could anyone want anything more? What can you do with money? What can you do with a house, a car? What can you do with these things when you're 120 years old? <laughs> if we ever lived that long. Everything in the world is of, of a transient nature. It's like chest of gold that you see in a nighttime dream. The car that you drive in a nighttime dream, the house that you live in in a nighttime dream, the mountains that you climb in a nighttime dream, they vanish into thin air usually in the next sequence of your dream. Everything, everything, everything that you see and think is yours within a nighttime of dreams vanishes before you wake up within the morning. Likewise, everything that we think we have in life vanishes. at our transition point from a body to a soul vanishes. How much of a time difference is there between a nighttime of dreams and a lifetime of dreams? Dreaming process is pretty much the same. The plays that we witness at night are not quite as full of storylines as the daytime dreams. Dreams just the same. Our awareness has been our awareness for trillions upon trillions of years. And within that perspective, which is the real perspective, which in, within that truth, it's also true that there's 
no measurable difference between a nighttime of dreams and a lifetime of dreams within that framework of time. And that is the proper framework of time. As we reach when we're in that first bubble of awareness, space, time, awareness disappears. You can stay in your sadhana for 500 years as easily as you can stay in your sadhana for five seconds. You won't know the difference. The greatest treasure in the world, greatest treasure on earth, greatest treasure that's perceivable is within us at all times. If we look outward, we'll never see it. Once we begin to look inward, we begin to see it, feel it. We begin to feel the urge to merge. We begin to be drawn inwards and it's inwards we should go. Practice, practice, practice. We should practice dissolving out of who we think we are, melting into the virtues of our love, the virtue in our heart, melting into the emptiness of space, disappearing to the whispers of a silent time, disappearing into a clock that doesn't tick into the sand, moving sands of an hourglass that have stopped moving. We live at the center of that hourglass. Beyond past times, beyond the future times, beyond the grains of sands, the memories that we've previously experienced, beyond the grains of sand or future memories that we're yet to experience. We live, we live, we live within the center of that hourglass forevermore. Whether we know it or not, that's where we really truly exist. Sometimes people will say, but I have so much to lose. Why should I want to do that? That which we think we have to lose is imaginary to begin with transitory at best, slightly within our grasp at best, and yet the permanent treasure far greater than anything of this life, of the city that we live in, greater than any treasures of the cities that we live in, greater than the treasures of any state or country that we live in, greater than all the combined treasures of the entire earth, greater than all the treasures of all the planets in this universe of the cosmos, this dimension of the cosmos. One second, one second pure awareness, one second and divine consciousness 
is worth more than everything else in the entire dimension that we live in. That all the planets in our solar system, in our constellation, in this dimension live in, greater than all those combined treasures, single second. If we to experience that single second, a single second of experience, then you'll never ever want to let go again. You'll never want to let go of that consciousness again. So pure. So unbelievably magnificent. It's a treasure beyond all treasures. You don't have to travel anywhere to find it. You don't need a bank account to pay for it. You don't need a car to drive to it. You don't need to start. You don't need to meditate. You just need to let yourself melt into it. Every day, every day, every day. Stop whatever you're doing. Let your body, your mind, your heart, your existence disappear, melt, dissolve into the essence of who and what you really are, to the divine loving presence that exists within you every day, every day, every day, multiple times a day, practice it as much as you can. At night, when you start your meditation, just practice that again. There is no faster way to go within than simply melting into the virtue of your heart, melting to the middle of your love, melting to the depths of your awareness melting into the silence of movement, melting into that paradise that can't be found in all the space-time awareness, melting into freedom beyond all understanding, melting to a love and never start and will never finish, melting into a love so great that it is within the everlasting essence of everything that exists. Practice, practice, practice melting. Every day, namaste. I'm going to read a short little sermon by Meister Eckhart. He starts, gave his talks in a monastery in uh, northern Germany, I think it was. So he was the head uh, monk, I think, in that uh, monastery, or one of the head monks, at least. 
And so he's normally talking probably to a collection of monks, Christian monks. We don't know how many, four, five, 10, 15, perhaps. And here he says, the text which I am about to quote in Latin is read from the gospel today, the gospel of a feast of a saint named Barnabas, to whom the scriptures usually refer to as an apostle. Our Lord says, I have called you. I have chosen you out of all the world. I have selected you out of all the world and from all created things that you might bring forth much fruit and that your fruit might remain. It is a fine thing to be fruitful and to have your fruit permanent and your fruit will be permanent if you continue to be loving. At the end of the gospel, our Lord says, love one another as I have loved you throughout all eternity, as my Father eternally loves me, so too have I loved you. Keep my commandments by continuing to be within this love and totally within the love of God, a love that asks no questions. What does he mean by a love that asks no questions? Any questions? What am I? Who am I? Do I care enough? Do I work enough? Is my sadhana pure enough? Is it long enough? Am I trying hard enough? Am I almost home? Am I almost enlightened? Am I a saint? Am I free? Is my love perfect? Is it enough? Any question, any question, any question. There's no room for questions on the path of true love. There's no need for questions because we're living in a world of such magical essence, a world that was never created, a world that forever creates. Eckhart continues and says, if I have a friend and love him so much that he may benefit me and do what I wish, then I do not love my friend at all, but rather just love myself. If I am to love my friend for his own sake, for the goodness of, and the virtue that is within him, for all that he himself truly is, then and only then, shall the love that I have for him be true and in the real sense of the word of love. This is how it is with the person who lives in God's love, does never seek his own welfare, 
either in God or himself or in any other. But who loves God only for the goodness of God, for the sake of the goodness, for the sake of the nature of God and all that he himself or herself is. That is true love. The love of virtue is like a flower. Indeed, the mother of all virtues and all perfections and blessings is God. For God is the fruit of virtue, the fruit which remains in man. The ancient Taoists likewise referred to Tao, the word of God, the creative voice of God, the nameless name of God consciousness. Another name for that is virtue, and that's what it was called. Tao Te Ching, most of the translations use the word the Tao. They refer to it as virtue. When a person tries to produce fruit and at last it is his, he's often very glad. But the man who lives by the fruits of virtue has a different type of bliss. He has neither vexations nor worries because he has given up himself completely and everything that goes with mind, body, awareness. You must deny yourself altogether and that alone is what it means to forsake things. Our minds, Meister Eckert. Our Lord says in the Bible, to him who shall forsake anything for me or my name, a true name, quintessential name, I will restore a hundredfold and he shall have life eternal. But if you forsake it with an eye on the hundredfold and to get eternal life, you have forsaken nothing. If we approach our meditation in hopes of achieving enlightenment at the eye center, and we give up everything in the world so that we can practice what we practice in order to achieve whatever it is we think we're going to achieve, then in truth we've given up nothing. For what is it in man that gives up and also hoards? grabs, holds tight. What is it in man? It's the mind. Until we go beyond the needs of mind-body awareness, the desires of mind-body awareness, till we go beyond the desires and the fears of mind-body awareness, until we totally, totally let go, automatically, effortlessly let go through love, if you can't do it with logic, do it with love. If you can't do it with effort, just simply let it be. If you're totally unable to figure out how to let go, don't do anything at all. Just be within the stillness. Be within the urge to merge. And don't look at anything else. 
Look, 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 feel, feel, feel the urge to merge. Feel the love of God, feel the divine loving presence, feel the stillness, magical stillness within you. Just feel the goodness, the love, the eternal fruit, the everlasting expression of virtue within the stillness of the awareness that you perceive. Just do that without knowing it. You are melting. Without knowing it, you are letting everything else fly away like fluffs, dandelion fluffs in the spring breeze. <laughs> if you left these things of the world, you would be forsaking nothing. Deny yourself altogether, and that is what it means to forsake things. To love righteousness is to submit to it and be possessed by it and be one with it. We could have written that same sentence in a dozen different ways. To love love is to submit to it and be possessed by it. To love peace is to submit to it and be possessed by it. To love stillness is to be submit, is to submit to it and melt into it and be possessed by it. Different labels for the same experience. Whatever way you can melt, whatever way you're able to let go, whatever way you're able to drift within the divine loving consciousness, within the stillness. Find the way that works for you. Participate, participate, participate within that way as much as you can. Once done, it creates a muscle memory within the soul. Once accomplished, it fills your heart with bliss and ecstasy freedom, peace of mind, gives you a whole new sense of existence, sense of existence within the very love of God. Once you've felt the, a single way to reach, to melt within that sense of love, within God's love, once you've done it once, you'll find a hundred different ways to do it again and in the future. He goes on, Mr. Eckert. He says, once I wrote in my journal that the just person serves neither God nor creatures, for he is totally free. And the nearer he is to righteousness, the nearer he is to true everlasting freedom, until at last he is freedom himself. We could have written that, that line a bunch of different ways. Meister Eckert could have said, once I wrote in my journal that the just person loves no creature for himself, but is in fact love. And the nearer he is to the love of God, the nearer he is to becoming love itself and so forth and so on. 
all of these different words, virtue, love, peace, freedom, bliss, ecstasy, are realized in every instance within which we're inside, within which we're in the middle of the urge to merge, within which we are in the middle of God's love for us. No difference, you see, there's no difference. These are just different ways of describing that same experience of divine consciousness, divine loving consciousness. I'll bet I could find a hundred different words and we could say, hey, go inside and the soul will encounter all of these different facets of existence. And yet within it's a single experience that brings tears of remembrance to your eyes. Tears of remembrance so great that your heart swells with the roaring flood of love that pours through it. All of God's efforts are directed to reproducing himself in everything else, as everything else. He gives himself to everything alike, to all creatures of all kinds, to all men on all planets, dimensions, and solar systems. Yet they all behave differently. Each is seeking to reproduce themselves. By virtue of God's nature, we do what nature would do. It is thus the point of nature that I should be a father as God is a father and a flower as God is a flower. All things together strive to replace themselves with their own replicas and that too is the common human intention. We are truly made in the image of God. We are made as fractal copies of God in fact. We don't exist as anything other than God consciousness. That's the real truth. We don't exist as anything else other than the flowering of this divine consciousness, divine loving consciousness. God created the soul in less than a twinkling of an eye. And all that nature can do comes to an end with the making of form, color, and being. Herein, Meister Eckhart reveals some of his own experience. When you're in the center of the creative vortex, creative power, divine consciousness, God's consciousness, you don't have an eye that blinks. You don't have an eye that looks one way and then another, as you don't have an eye that blinks. Consciousness is everywhere, in every direction. Even when it's reproducing itself, even when it's creating new souls as itself, it is never less aware of anything than it ever was. It is never more aware of anything than it ever was. It is always aware always flowing into loving, nurturing, sustaining, recreating, refreshing beyond everything else. 
loving, loving, loving as pure love. Man is a work of nature, the nature of God's consciousness. And there is no other truth. It's out of this purity of divine loving consciousness that God the Father eternal derives the fullness and the emptiness of his Godhead and gives birth of himself to every single son and daughter in the cosmos. We are all part and parcel of that consciousness. We all are that same consciousness of God. His birth in us is an everlasting instance of indwelling. It is an everlasting instance like the flowering of an eternal flower. And in this indwelling is his epiphany. In this indwelling is our bliss, our unblemished bliss, our unblemished, celestially, cosmic, celestially, immortal bliss, which remains forever unique, forever pure, forever self-generating. It is eternal. It is immortal. It is everywhere and nowhere at the same time. It is but the divine loving consciousness, which is indeed the very essence of who and what we really are. Practice melting into it as often as you can. Practice melting, disappearing, dissolving, giving yourself away in whatever way you can. Find your own way to disappear. Find your own way to easily melt, easily dissolve into this urge to merge, into the stillness, into the source of your awareness, into the source of your love, to the source of your existence, all labels for the same experience. We each see and name experiences in different ways. The experiences that we have are identical. Everyone, every second of existence is floating in this river of divine loving consciousness. It flows through us, flows out of the ocean of divine celestial love and creates us, and then continues to, to flow through us, through the entire existence, through the entire journey of our soul. Lifetime after lifetime, for billions of years, it flows through us, flows through us, flows through us, always reminding our inner awareness of who and what we really are. Give in, give in, give in. Melt, 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 melt away. Melt so deeply that nothing's left. You'll find the source of everything that exists. Namaste.